sermon number 575 on staying salty, preached uh, the first Sunday after vacation, July 25th, 1971, the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown, and the text, Matthew, the fifth chapter, the thirteenth verse, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltness be restored? which is called Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Matthew, the fifth chapter, beginning to read at the thirteenth verse. You, said Jesus, are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give Glory to your Father, who is in heaven. You are the salt of the earth. Tell me, Salty, what do you think Jesus was calling you? When as one of his disciples, he says to you, You are the salt of the earth. What do you mean when you make reference to someone when you say that that particular individual is the salt of the earth? Maybe Jesus was trying to say that we are to be individually to like what salt is to the food of the earth. Food, you know, is... uh, something that is greatly helped by salt. Salt is a a positive presence, a positive power that is particularly hard to define. Put it in the food and you know it is there. Leave it out and you miss it. You can't ignore it. And there's no substitute for it. Ask, no matter what the advertisements say, anyone who is on a salt-free diet, and he will tell you there is just no substitute for salt. Sometimes, because of its taste, it is exceedingly welcomed. Other times, because it can bite and because it can hurt, it is keenly resented. Whether you like salt and are one of those individuals who, before he takes a bite of his food, takes a salt shaker, and no matter how much salt the cook has put into the food, he still dashes his meat with salt. 
matter if he's an individual who never touches any additional salt than that which has already been placed in its preparation. The fact still remains that each one of us knows that salt is a particular positive power, presence, that we cannot ignore. And maybe what Jesus is trying to tell us is that in the world, some people are going to be pleased with you and some people are going to resent you, but with the teachings and with the spirit of Jesus Christ, you are to be an individual who is not to be ignored. You are to be a positive power and force in the world. You are a part of my body in the world. It is through you that I intend to salt the earth. You are the salt of the world. Salt, you know, also is a preservative. It is the avowed and antagonist to rottenness and decay. It is the open enemy of impurity. It always stands in the way and on the threshold of corruption and says, halt. And maybe what Jesus is trying to tell us is that as Christians, with his teaching and by his spirit, we are to be the individuals who have the responsibility of preserving those things that are eternal, those things that God expects to remain here in this world in their pure form, things like love and hope and faith and integrity and freedom. That's our job, to preserve those things that God has given to this world and which constantly want to decay and become less than what God created them to be. Salt is not only a power, a particular power and a preservative, but also it has penetrating qualities. Whether you like salt or not, this you must admit that salt flavors and seasons anything and everything that it touches. Many of us have gotten into trouble because we have put salt where it should not be in use and it has flavored or disflavored that which we did not want to change. Salt works. It cannot touch anything, anywhere without causing some effect of change to take place in that particular object. And maybe what Jesus is trying to say to us is that we are to be individuals who are so filled with the teachings and the Spirit of Christ that we are infectious, that we are people who cannot help but flavor and season the world and the earth with that spirit and love of Jesus Christ. We are commissioned, you see, to turn this world upside down, to transform it by the renewing of our minds and our hearts, so that everything, your home, your school, your community, your church, is flavored with Jesus Christ. Yes, I think when Jesus is telling us that we are the salt of the earth, he is telling us what it is that we are commissioned to do here on earth. But I think more than that, 
He is telling us not only what we ought to do, but he is telling us how it can be done. When Jesus says you are the salt of the earth, he is saying you are not only to be to life what salt is to food, but perhaps he is saying best you assimilate in your life some of the qualities that are inherent in an in inanimate salt. I'm not just sure I want to be compared with a grain of salt. But you know, when you get to thinking about that and brooding over it, you find that salt has some peculiar characteristics that I think can be most helpful to the Christian if he, by the power of God's Spirit, assimilates them in his own life. When you stop to think about it, you realize that salt is incapable, altogether incapable, of being discouraged by the size of the task that it is called upon to accomplish. You see, a grain of salt never looks at its task to see how big it is or how small. Salt never asks questions like, I wonder if I can do it. I wonder if I will fail or I wonder if I can succeed. I wonder how long it will take and how much will be required. Salt never asks these questions. Whether it's going to work on a piece of meat, whether it is called as a preservative agent, whether or not it is called upon to flavor and to season, the salt never becomes discouraged because the task looks too big. Almost always, if not always, a grain of salt is infinitely smaller than the task it is called upon to perform or the object that it is called upon to attack. But this makes absolutely no difference. The only thing that the grain of salt is concerned about is that it does its job. It's never worried about the size of the enemy. How big is its Goliath? The only thing that concerns a grain of salt is getting to work and doing the job and leaving the rest to beyond his own particular domain. There's a lesson to be taught there. How many of us never get even started on the job because we get discouraged by the immensity of the project? Instead of asking, where do I begin and when do I start? Oh, we, we, we just can't do it. Oh, that'd take a hundred years. Oh. And we get ourselves all worried and bothered and become disciples of the instrument of evil, which uses as its number one force discouragement. Salt doesn't have that trouble. It never, ever becomes discouraged by the bigness of the task which is before it. And then I think equally important, it is impossible, impossible for salt to become disgruntled with the task it is assigned.
You ever realize that? A grain of salt is incapable of becoming angry and disgruntled because it is given a piece of roast beef to work on instead of seasoning the potatoes. Whether it goes to work on a piece of meat, seasoning a vegetable, stopping decay, helping to bake a cake, or still a particle that remains in the salt shaker makes no difference to the salt. It does beautifully and obediently the task which it is called to perform. You see, like many of us, it is oftentimes called in to perform some task or solve some problem or be a help in some situation which is not of its own making. Like you and me, we get into situations that we did not create. But suddenly we find ourselves in a field of battle that we did not choose. And we get disgruntled because we have to fight. We wish we could get into some other area, but as a Christian, just like a grain of salt, we don't always get to choose our battlefields, nor do we choose the time when God calls us into action. How many times have I heard Christians saying, well, you know, next week, next month, after I become a better Bible student, after I've had some more personal devotions, after I've been in the church a bit longer, then I will consider being a part of the mission of Jesus Christ. Forget it. Individuals who are to be disciples of Jesus Christ are to be like grains of salt, incapable of becoming disgruntled because they cannot pick the battlefield nor the time that they are to be used as an instrument of the Father. And a grain of salt never in a million years will know what it is to become disgusted with colleagues who are supposed to be doing their share in being salt. A grain of salt does not know what it is to be overly concerned with the actions or the activity of another who claims to be a like grain of salt. Never ever will you see a grain of salt refusing to work upon a particular project, laying down his power because the person or the colleague next to him is not doing his job, or because some fellow grain of salt is still within the salt shaker within the comfort of home and is not being called upon to be spent and to spend. No. He merely gets to the task which is before him. And unlike many of us, he knows that his main concern in life is doing that for which he was created and does not become disgusted because someone else or something else is not fulfilling the destiny for which it was created. He's interested in doing his job 
and he knows that his only requirement in life is to do that which he can do. And he allows the criticism, the disgust, to remain outside of his life. And then lastly, a grain of salt, when you think about it, is a thing which never, ever knows what it is to be disappointed. That particular word is not in its vocabulary. That particular feeling is not within its emotion. It never becomes disappointed as to whether or not it has been successful or it has been a failure. You see, it's, it's never around, really, is it, to know whether or not it has done its job. A grain of salt, because of its very nature, must dissolve, must disintegrate into that which it is to penetrate and flavor and to be a positive power. And if it is doing its job, when the end comes, it is all spent. It has not tried to save anything of itself, but it has given itself, and in giving itself, it has found out its purpose for existence. So consequently, you see, there is no such thing as being disappointed. Whether or not the job has been done really does not interest the grain of salt. There are no guilt feelings. No disappointment, because the salt knows that even if the job has not been done, it was not the fault of that grain of salt. It gave it everything that it had. No resentment, no disappointment, because it had given its all. There was nothing else to give. It was all used up. And this is the thing, you see, I think we Christians should be concerned about. Not whether or not our witness and our testimony and our faith is really helping or hindering the world. Whether or not it will fail or eventually succeed. The important thing that God wants us to be concerned about as being grains of salt of the earth is that we are being used by His Spirit that we are giving our life for those of us who give our life will find it, but if we ever try to save our life, we're going to lose it. Whether or not your confession of faith today and, and the testimony which you make in the office or at the home tomorrow, or that Christian witness that you make in conversation, that you will make this particular week, the effect of that may not be felt for yet generations unborn. It's really not important, though, is it? The important thing, though, is that you are being God's man and God's woman in the world today. And the way that we can break away from some of these breakdowns, nervous and mental, is by getting rid of the guilt that comes into people's lives when they know that they are not doing the thing for which God created them to do. So you see that there are many lessons that can be learned from the salt. 
And to put it very bluntly, I think Jesus, in telling us that we are the salt of the earth, he is telling us not only what it is that we are expected to do, but he is telling us how we are to do it. Because Jesus, being the Son of God, the same God that created you and created me, he knows that there is absolutely nothing as devastating to a person's faith and a person's witness there is absolutely nothing as destructive to a Christian home or a Christian church or to a Christian's life. There is absolutely nothing that will take the savor out of a person's influence and power than discouragement, disgruntlement with the job that they are called upon to do, with nothing but distaste with fellow workmen, and when they are only thinking of the disappointment which they are afraid might take place because of what they are trying to do. These words don't belong in the Christian's vocabulary because they are properties that are not familiar nor inherent in soul. And since we are Jesus' salt of the earth, they're not to be a part of us either. So ladies and gentlemen, may I suggest to you the next time you have these feelings running rapid within your veins, getting the best of your tempers, and being rather destructive to yourself. You remember the grain of salt, the grain of salt that Jesus says we are as his disciples. Go on and think about it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father and our God, we're very thankful for every opportunity we have in life. And forgive us, Lord, when we get excited about the wrong things and don't get excited about the right things. Help us in these days of revolution and in these days of change to be people who are free to move by the guidance of that Spirit, and yet those people who are to stand firm on the foundations which have been built by God. Lord, we are only human beings that we are people created by thy grace. Help us, O Lord, help us. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.